football in Inglés in an international break that's getting quite international. Here we go. Yes. Where Wolves, Raul Jimenez on the Mexican national team netting that penalty kick against the Netherlands. And, uh, you know, I, what I was most happy to see in the match watching Mexico and Netherlands is the size that is on the pitch for the Mexican national team and how effective it was against... You know, a rough and tumble Netherlands squad, Virgil van Dijk anchoring that defense. That was not a joke, getting that clean sheet and also then netting that goal and claiming, while well, it being a friendly, a victory. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's 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 interesting how Mexico is now playing uh, on the international stage, how they've kind of changed what they've done. But, you know, the thing is, is that Mexico was constantly in this battle to quit being a team that makes the final 16 of the World Cup. They want to be elite. They want to be in that elite level, in that top four level. And it's like, what do they have to do to make that happen? And so I appreciate the fact that they're trying to think outside the box. You know, sometimes your best team isn't always made up of the best individual players. It's how those players play together. It's the idea of in the NFL, would you rather play with the New England Patriots or would you rather play with the NFC Pro Bowl team, right? We, we don't get to see that happen because it's different levels of competition, but how does that turn on the international stage? Like what's more important? How does the national team play together? And so I like the creativity that they're using and putting together these squads and how they're playing because yeah, international soccer, just like every other aspect of soccer, whether it's the Premier League or Italian soccer or Spanish soccer, um, they all have their styles of play. And international soccer is, is, has its own style of play. So sometimes you can't force your domestic style of play onto the international stage. Teams that are able to do that, Germany, Brazil, but we've also seen failures there. And I think that's what Mexico is learning. It's like, where can we inject our styles of play and make a positive improvement? And where do we need to kind of pull back what we, we pride ourselves in and maybe try to fill in roster spots with people who play a style that maybe will complement the teams that we're playing against. And 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 you saw that this week. Yeah, well, Tata getting a lot, obviously, out of Raul Jimenez being the number nine, leading the striking attack, and, uh, you know, going into a new era away from the Chicharito era. And and that's a cool thing. What What is going to be helpful, though, down the line is some assistance, like from Pizarro, who was not really all the way in it uh, in the match against the Netherlands. But there's there's much more to come with that. As we see the international time frame unfold, there is a match in Liga MX, and it's coming on Sunday with Tijuana in a makeup situation taking on you know, Santos Laguna. And, and I'm looking forward to at least having a Liga MX match this weekend uh, on Sunday, the 11th of October, before things kick back into a nice schedule starting on Thursday, October 15th, Atletico San Luis and Carretero. And uh, that's, you know, a matchup when we look forward and future into things that it, it, it's kind of too bad it's sitting on its own island on a Thursday night because it's two teams that it's it's been sketchy and for Atletico San Luis it, it's getting scary the goal differentials right now because that's not competitive that's it's just not competitive it, it's it's not but they but they 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 are a team that has good players right and they do have a good coach so you know I always say this is a streaky league and when everybody kind of comes back from this international break I mean it's the final stretch right you get you know, for most of these teams, four or five games left. Um, 
And in those four and five games, you can make a big move. And looking at how things are shaking out, even Atletico San Luis could get three wins and put themselves close to that 12th spot. And that's possible. Uh, you know, we saw how Toluca has been this amazing team. We were on the Toluca train, and then that train derailed, and then slowly that train has been put back on the tracks. They're sitting at ninth place. You know, Pachuca's at seventh. It's going to be interesting to see how these last couple of days, uh, these last couple of dates, these last couple of games play out because, you know, the season is short. You know, this is not a 40-game, 38-game season that you see in Europe. It's half. So, you know, two, three wins in a row. And, you know, you look at a team like Lyon, they are one of our favorite, the Kings of Lyon. They were, they were kind of in the middle of the table. They were kind of not finding their way at the first part of the season. Now they're at the top of the table, right? Tigres has, has played a more exciting brand of football than they did the first half of the season. They're at fifth place. They're starting to make moves, you know, and Guadalajara, I, from the beginning said, this was Guadalajara's year to come back. And, and, you know, the Chivas was finally going to be the Chivas that everybody needs and wants them to be. I mean, they're sitting at eighth. So they're kind of in that place. They could go either direction, right? They're just out, you know, they're a couple of wins from being in that top four and getting that, that buy in the, in the little league, in the playoff. But they're also four spots from being out. And you know what? If a team like, if a team like Chivas doesn't make the playoffs, I, you know, they've already replaced their coach. They've already gone through this entire, like, just almost an, a rebellion against what they were and how they need to change. And it's like, if they still can't get it together, it, it's kind of much like at the beginning of, uh, at the beginning of our show, we were talking about the Premier League, and we were talking about, you know, Man United, and I kind of see Guadalajara in the same boat as Man United. They're dragging around this anchor that is their brand, right? And they want to make changes, and they need to make wholesale changes. They don't need to make little changes. They need to make big changes. But how do you make big changes when your fan base expects constant production? And so, you know, like I said, it really comes down to the next three games for Guadalajara. If they can avoid getting a lot of points taken away from them, if they can get two wins and a draw, then, you know, things will be fine. They'll just kind of go on their way. But if they drop out of this top 12, man, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a big problem in Jalisco. Yeah. Well, as we tape this, we always include on sound system FC, a European talk before we get to the football in Inglace on a show that stands alone because this brand of soccer does stand alone and Leon standing alone with Definitely. four points for themselves at the top of the standings because they're not just winning wow. convincingly. Here's the thing. They've given up the least amount of goals thus far. The goaltending has been great. You know, Angel Mena, you know, he gets it done when it matters. Their top goal scorer and in the most recent game against Mazatlan, it was in the 96th minute. I mean, you talk about... I was, feel, yeah, I feel bad about that Mazatlan game, though. And, you know, how many, how many Mazatlan game, games have we felt coach. bad about this year? I mean, like, that's... that's, that's I know, but, that, but this is different. This is different. This Mazatlan game, they lost a game that they could have won or they could have had a draw because they played very good soccer. The, the other times Mazelan has lost and we've been like, oh my God, what's wrong? It's because Mazelan did something really stupid. They didn't do anything really stupid in this game. But God, the, the penalty in the 96th minute, 
Oh my God, that's got to be a terrible way to go out as a coach. I feel bad. Well, but, just hey. yeah, you're right. Kings of Leon, they're they're doing great, and uh, yeah, I mean that four point stretch in a in a league that plays this compressed of a of a schedule to be up four points is 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 a good place to be. Yeah, and Benny Blanco and goals, it's been excellent. And and I'll say this, we have to look forward to the Kings and uh, the Screaming Eagles on Monday Night Football on uh, the 19th of October as uh, Club America visits yeah. Lyon. And, and, you know, Club America, they're not losing, but they're not winning. I mean, there's a lot of draws on this schedule thus far. And it's fun. they're, they're going to be fine. I guess where you'd kind of like want to draw the line is if you're Tigris, who is playing way better now. I mean, Tuka's Tigers are getting it done. They've scored the most uh, goals in most opportunistic ways they could. And they've also lost matches where they shouldn't have at all because they gave something up late or let something get tied. I mean, it's been a really shaky, shaky schedule for them. But right now, even as shaky as they are and as shaky as it's been for Monterey, you're talking about Tigris 5 and Monterey 6 in the standings right now, just below America and Pumas, who are 3 and 4. And uh, we told yeah, you Leon at 1, Cruz Azul 2. I, I, just, I just don't see how Pumas, America, Cruz Azul, or Leon let Tigris into that not having to play into their role in the playoffs to come. I guess that's that's the point I'm trying to make. As bad as it's been for Tigris and Monterey at times this season, they're still right there at the top of the people that are going to be in that play-in tournament. Yeah, definitely. It'll be it'll be interesting to see because, you know, I mean, Tigris is only one point out of the top four. They've been playing better football. They have the largest goal differential of any team in the league. Uh, so, you know, there is definitely I see there's a bigger separation from five to six than there is four to five. I think the difference between the, the crosstown rivals Tigris and Monterey is a lot greater than the difference between Pumas and Tigris or America and Tigris. So you're right. Once we get back from this break. We, we will see. And of course, we'll be here all along to follow it. And soon, the expansion. More to come on that with Bo Byerly. I'm Lawrence Scott. Thanks so much for joining us. Viva Lante. Yeah.